what is going on, everyone? What is cooking? It's scriptwriter Steve. You reach my podcast, Barbecue to Movies, where I talk about anything I want to. Politics, barbecue, movies, you name it. I'll talk about COVID. I don't care. I really don't. So today is November 29th, 2021. It is currently 2.24 a.m. on a Monday morning. What am I doing up late? Apparently talking to you folks. I have nothing better to do. I kid. I really, really kid. I love talking to my audience, even though technically I'm talking to myself. And uh, I guess you're just listening to me when you can. Uh, by the way, I'd like to say uh, hello to all of my listeners over there in Ra- Iran. I think there's about six of them now. So, man, barbecue to movies, we are going worldwide. It's just amazing. You know, I never in my life did I ever think that, <clears throat> excuse me, I, have, I would have six people listening to me in Iran. I mean, let alone just one person. And I, I thought like the, the two people I had there, I, again, had gotten shot and killed. Apparently, they told two of their friends because I had four. And, they, and those four people told two of their friends. So now I have six. You better watch out, people. Here I come. Here I come. Anyway, so how was your weekend? How was your Thanksgiving weekend? I did work on Thanksgiving Day, and uh, but I didn't really work my ass off. Why don't we just say that? I uh, did a nice surprise vow renewal that morning, and then on Black Friday, I was I had a great opportunity to photograph getting ready pictures and first look pictures for a wedding. Uh, now I did not shoot the ceremony or the reception for that wedding. Uh, this really great couple. Who just who um, who I helped out? There are members of my Facebook group, my Hawaii Wedding Information Facebook group, uh, you know, and they I helped them out a lot, and they just threw some work at me, uh, and um, you know they wanted some getting ready shots and some uh, first look pictures between the the bride and the groom, and also the father of the bride and the bride, you know, um, and uh, they they hired me out and they paid me generously. Thank you so much. So if you're listening to this podcast. Uh, you know, from, I guess the people who hired me out, thank you, thank you, thank you. I just really appreciate it. Um, you know, the money couldn't have come at a better time. You know, business here in, in uh, Hawaii has just been picking up slowly. Um, and, uh, you know, every single job that I get, I am so grateful for. So thank you. Thank you very much. Now, I know what a lot of you are trying to like, uh, I know what a lot of you are thinking right now, because again, you know, for a fact, I am a barbecuer and you're probably thinking, well, Steve, how did your turkey turn out? Well, (laughs) I'm not one to BS around, right? So I'm going to be quite honest with you. It turned out horrible, horrible with a capital H. I would say, oh man, you know. I want to say it's a, I like to break, you know, blame it on Joe Biden, but I can't. It is completely on me, kind of on me. Uh, but my turkey turned out really bad. Uh, if I would give it a grade between A through F, it would maybe be, no, it would, it would be an F minus. Why, why was it an F minus? Well, number one, it was dry. Number two, uh, there was no smoke flavor in there. Uh, and number three, there was no flavor in there, period. Now, how did it turn out this way? Well, I'll tell you. And I troubleshooted the entire thing, so I would never, ever, ever happen again. And I want to share this with you uh, so it will never happen to you, too. <laughs> and um, now, 
back up one year, one year thanks, uh, one year Thanksgiving from now, uh, I guess beforehand uh, in 2020, I made a pretty good damn uh, smoked turkey. And the years before, I tell you what, when I, when I knew less about smoking turkey, I made a pretty good smoked turkey. Now, why did it not come out good good this year? I'm still going to get into that, right? What did it do last year? Well, my mom bought me a. A butterball turkey. Now, butterballs are really, I think it's a butterball butter bean. The butter bean is a boxer. I think it's called butterball, right? Uh, but butterball turkeys are the best. She bought, she bought a butterball turkey. It was frozen. And uh, I just happened to, I brined the, that turkey for about two days with a, a nice salt brine. Threw in some rosemary from my cousin's yard. Uh, threw in some orange peels, some anise, some like a lot of different other things, which I can't, can't really recall off of, off of the top of my head. It was my first time brining a turkey. Uh, and uh, again, it turned, and when I, when I smoked it, it turned out really good. The meat was juicy. Um, it was maybe a tad on the salty side for a certain certain pieces, like such as the wings, but overall it was great. The breast was juicy. The turkey breast was just juicy. Um, I and I and every fifteen or thirty minutes, I would uh, baste it with butter, so the skin just came out great. Uh, there was no dirty smoke flavor. Everything was just great, and um, there was no complaints. Everyone who attended that that that, that uh, Thanksgiving, which was very small, was just my aunt, my grandmother, and my family. And again, this was during COVID, so we kept uh, I guess the the get-togethers down to a bare minimum. Now. Now, uh, what happened this year? Okay, why did it turn out so gra- so bad? Why did it go from maybe a, a solid A minus? Why don't we just say that A minus B plus was last year to uh, basically an F minus? If there was a lower grade, I would give it you know as low as it was or was possible. Well, well, first of all, uh, the turkey that I got this year. Uh, for my mom was a was a turkey that was not the butterball one or not or not this other good brand which uh, pitmaster pitmaster Keith told me about. Uh, this was a free one uh, given to her uh, given to me by by Safeway. Apparently, we had enough Safeway credits where we got a free turkey or a turkey for a really really cheap price. But this was the Safeway brand, and uh, they claimed that this turkey uh, would would was brined. So I, 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 took, I took them for granted. Now, I knew something was wrong when I cut open this turkey and we, and we found no gizzards in front of there, inside of it. Usually you have a packet inside the, the turkey cavity and you have heart, you have liver, you have, you know, the, the gizzards, the gizzards in there, which are very, very good to cook. Um, but there was none. Uh, there was a turkey neck in there and that was it. And, uh, as far as the brine goes, you know, I was really hesitant about this brine. I didn't. I wasn't sure if if this turkey uh, was brined or not. But it said right there on the label there that this turkey was brined. So I I told myself I'm not going to brine this turkey because uh, you know the worst thing I could do is create a turkey that's way too salty for I guess way too salty for um, for Thanksgiving. And you know this turkey it must taste pretty good. I thought in my mind that because it was. It was being brined for, I guess, months at a time, or or however long it, <coughs> I guess, however long it, it, it left the, it left, it left the the, um, I guess the the, the turkey slaughterhouse, and uh, came over to our Safeway. What was that? Maybe about three weeks or so, maybe a month. I don't know. Who the hell knows? But anyway, so again, 
I took their word for granted and I didn't touch it. And all I did uh, was throw a little bit of salt and pepper on the skin just to give that a little flavor. And then I just put it in the smoker. Now, <laughs> my smoker is maybe three quarters fixed. Uh, movie guy Keone is coming over in the next couple of days to uh, finish up fixing the firebox because the firebox is leaking uh, smoke and heat. So I d I'm not getting, getting the convection I want. Uh, but nevertheless... I'm getting more convection than I had before, so I thought it would be it would be safe to smoke a turkey, and uh, so we smoked it. So I smoked the turkey for about maybe about four to five hours, uh, cooked it to about one sixty, which is a now the safe cooking temperature is one sixty five. Uh, you usually want to pull it pull it out at around one fifty seven, one fifty eight, uh, maybe one sixty, and the turkey would basically cook itself to one sixty five just by you putting it on the side. So. I did everything right, and when I cut into it, man, this turkey was so dry. It was really dry. It looked good, but it was dry. And uh, so I cooked the turkey. It was really good for, uh, for, for the photos, but not really good to eat. Now, when I, bit, when I bit into the breast, it was so dry. It was really dry, and there was basically no flavor. What did that tell me? Number one, that this turkey was not brined. <laughs> it was not. There was not a hint of any type of salt flavor in, in, in the middle of the entire turkey. So ab there was absolutely no, I guess, no brine that went on. I got gypped. Safeway's turkey sucks. So why was my turkey really bad? Number one, first of all, I bought, the, you know, my mom bought the wrong brand. I should have bought it, right? But again, we were, you know, on a budget and we're saying, okay, if, if Safeway's going to supply us with a free turkey, why not, right? Or a cheap turkey, why not? Never again, never, ever, ever, ever again. We're going to go with, you know, Butterball Turkey from now on um, because we can't believe anything they say. Now, uh, <laughs> on top of that, the reason why I didn't have enough smoke flavor was not because of the convection uh, of, of the smoker because here's the thing. You can tell how much smoke is in your turkey if or any, any piece of meat is that is that when you put your piece of meat, whether whether it's a turkey, a beef a brisket, or pork into the fridge, uh, within the next couple of days, your fridge should smell like smoke. And guess what? Within the next couple of days, my fridge right now smells like smoke. So it has nothing to do that there was enough smoke that got into the turkey. Now, when I bite into that piece of turkey right now, this is something. This is something. Really inter interesting that I just found out uh, regarding smoking. Uh, you know, I'm learning how to smoke as I go along. And I want to share this with you because for all of you aspiring barbecuers out there, smoke flavor apparently is heavily influenced by the amount of salt you have on, in, on your meat or in your meat. Why don't we, why don't we just say that? If, you're, if your piece of meat, whatever you're cooking, is not salted enough, the smoke flavor you won't be able to taste the smoke flavor, all right? This is very, very apparent. Now, why do I say that? Well, here's something really strange. Now, when I open my fridge, um, it, it, there's a lot of heavy smoke flavor. I can smell it. I can smell that heavy Kiave smoke. Now, Kiave is, a, is like an offshoot or, relate, or, or related to mesquite wood. So now, when I say mesquite, and those of you who know about barbecue, you know for a fact that mesquite is one of the strongest smelling woods out there. 
So Kiave is very, very strong. It's a very, very strong smelling wood, just like mesquite. Now it's not as, it's not, it's not very, um, it's not a gasoline flavor like mesquite is. It's much more subtle. It's much more sweet. It's really, really, really good. I, I think it's the best wood to, to make barbecue, hands down. Now, and, I, and I've tried everything. i tried apple, um, you know, uh, post oak, uh, uh, everything out there. Even mango wood, um, lychee wood, uh, every type of fruit wood out there. Uh, <laughs> Kiave is the best. It's really, really, really good. So there was, in my refrigerator, it smells like really good Kiave, um, I guess Kiave smoked meat. But when I took out the chicken breast to eat it, there was absolutely no smoke flavor at all. But when I added salt to it, now I took some kosher salt and added something to it, all of a sudden, the smoke flavor from the meat exploded exploded into my mouth. I mean, it, it tasted as though... There was a suddenly smoke flavor, like, like it appeared magically out of nowhere. And I asked myself, how, how in the world is that possible? Well, to be honest, the only thing that, that, that I could think of um, was that the salt brought out the smoke flavor. Uh, when we taste smoke, primarily, when we, when we taste anything smoky, primarily we're tasting something that is salty. All right? And what is there in the background? What complements that saltiness? It's smoke. You know, so this is what, this is what, what I started, to, started to, to conclude. Your meat needs to be a little on the salty side for it to be smoky. You know, you know it, it doesn't have to be really salty, but a little bit more than average. And, um, and, and I did this experiment with this turkey. Uh, I started to put a little kosher salt on it, and I see if I could taste some smoke. And as I got it, and as I got this piece of um, turkey breast saltier, it got smokier. Now, this is very, very interesting because uh, when Pitmaster Keith and I uh, um, started to create our own, uh, I guess, uh, dishes to sell at our, at our future barbecue restaurant, we, we were toying around with, um, uh, I guess, brisket fried rice. Now we wanted to make a brisket fried rice plate that we could actually serve with all with all of our with all of our smoked meat, primarily brisket. And uh, you know, I know how to make really good spam spam fried rice, spam kimchi fried rice. For all for all of you you people out there who hate spam, you guys are missing out on it. Anyway, um, we tried all different things, all different ingredients to actually bring out the smoke flavor in the brisket, and we finally settled on one, which was a pretty salty, uh, I guess, flavor that, that when we, uh, when we uh, complemented it with the brisket that was, that was inside the fried rice, that fried rice ended, ended up becoming very, very smoky. So apparently salt, salt has a lot to do with, um, I guess, the smokiness of your meat. So if you want your meat to be salt, uh, be smoky, make sure you salt it enough. Okay, I know that sounds a little idiotic there, but you know, I didn't realize that. I mean, I always thought that smoke was at the forefront of, I guess, the, um, I guess, when you actually season any type of smoked meat out there, that the most important ingredient uh, to, I guess, to your barbecue was smoke. It's not. It's really not. Smoke is a background flavor. Now, when I started to when I started to talk to Pitmaster Keith about this over this weekend, uh, he basically agreed with me, and we both compared it to chocolate. Now, 
I'm not sure how many of you have actually tasted raw chocolate out there, but raw chocolate out there, raw chocolate is very bitter. It's horrible tasting. If you ever took, uh, you know, took um, raw chocolate powder and, and, and tried to taste it directly out of the can, uh, you would throw that can right out in the trash because you would think that something's wrong with that chocolate. Chocolate without sugar or milk, milk sugar or even butter, it doesn't taste, you know, is almost nothing. You have, you know, the, the chocolate that we're used to tasting has a combination of sugar, milk, and butter inside of there. Um, not maybe some of them doesn't have milk in there, but a lot of them, a lot of them have sugar and butter in there. And um, if you don't have that sugar in there or that butter, or why don't we just say sugar, it won't taste the same. Now, again. You know, sugar is the main ingredient to chocolate. When would we think of something chocolate? When you, when you taste a candy bar, and just imagine if there was no sugar in there, or, or you had, or you didn't have enough sugar, well, that cho- uh, that chocolate will start tasting a little bitter, and uh, that's the same thing that goes with smoke. If you don't have enough salt in there, no matter how clean you smoke it, that smoke flavor that you put into that piece of meat there may turn out tasting just a little bitter. It would taste as though, hey, you may have actually, you know, smoked it dirty when you actually did it. So the, the, moral, the moral of the barbecue, the moral of this podcast right now is to actually, is, is to tell you to salt your meat perfectly. Now, how do you salt it perfectly? That's an entire discussion altogether. Uh, we won't get into that now. All I want to tell you is that salt has everything to do with your with with barbecue smoke, and that's about it. All right, I've been talking for 17 minutes and 50, 52 seconds right now. 17 minutes and 55 seconds right now. Uh, I better cut the commercial. I got to pay the bills. You know how it is. And I'll get back. When I get back, I want to touch upon something else. I'm going to talk about COVID. I know we went, we just jump jump cut from turkey and smoking, barbecue to COVID. But you know, it's on my mind right now. What's on my mind? This stupid Omicron virus uh, that our, I think our, our government will start panicking. I think people will start panicking about it. And you know what? I don't think some, I don't think really good things are on the horizon and it's pretty scary. Anyway, I got to cut the commercial. Here it is. Hey, what's going on, everyone? It's scriptwriter Steve with a shameless plug for my company, Dream Weddings Hawaii. So, if you want to get married in Hawaii, if you want to get your vows renewed in Hawaii, and if you want some family pictures in Hawaii, make sure you check me out. So, my website is dreamweddingshawaii.com. So, that's dream, weddings with a S, Hawaii spelled out, dot com. Okay, welcome back to my podcast. You are talking to scriptwriter Steve, and we are going to be talking about COVID. Now, I got that pretty serious music playing right now because COVID is always serious. Now, I do, you know, part ways with my conservative friends who out there who believe that COVID is just some big conspiracy theory just made up by the government, made up by Democrats to control the narrative or to control your life. Uh, I do agree that Democrats are taking advantage of COVID and they're using a really, a really partially dangerous virus to control all of us. And, uh, 
And on top of that, I think just there's just a lot of politicians who are just flat out fearful and just dumb. Okay, so it's a it's a combination of all of all three or maybe four 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 things that the Democrats are doing, uh, but the end result is the same, where we have massive government control and your rights as an American citizen are basically taken away to I guess in the name of health, when actually the majority of us would be okay, right? Ninety nine point nine five percent of us would be okay, I guess if we got infected with COVID, and to save the point zero five percent. They believe that 100% of Americas should be locked down, which I don't believe. Now, I do not believe that at all. That's where I stand. And that's where I will always stand with every single pandemic. Just because, uh, just because a pandemic hits America, it doesn't mean your rights as an American citizen suddenly goes away. So anyway, with that being said, uh, let's clear up some other things. Uh, Omicron, the new variant is not named after a transformer that is actually is a letter in the Greek alphabet. And uh, you know what? Here's some really interesting things. You know, you had Delta, and apparently you have a lot of other, I guess, Greek alphabets between Omicron. Omicron is, um, Omicron is another alphabet. Imagine having an alphabet named Omicron that sounds like a transformer, right? But apparently before Omicron, there is the, the, the letter Nu, N-U, in the Greek alphabet. And so, so apparently I think the, I guess the namers of the virus people, I'm not sure who the hell they are. Uh, they decided not to use and you knew because if all of a sudden, you know, there, there may be some type of, uh, I guess, uh, um, confusion. If they came out and said, there's a new COVID variant out there and you not any W and you would get confused. Okay. So that I understood, but the next letter is Z. Not the, not the letter Z, but it's spelled X and I, X-I, like the leader of the Chinese government. I think, uh, I think the Grandmaster Z, why don't we just call him that, right? Yeah, so I guess they did, didn't want to call it the Z variant, <laughs> the X-I variant, because all of a sudden it would probably point the finger toward China, which, you know, COVID is totally the, probably the Z, the X-I variant. From the very beginning, right? Okay, so where did they, where did they go? They went to the, the Omicron variant. And uh, that's how we got Omicron. They skipped over Nu and Z, and here we are at Omicron, or Omicron. Uh, is it Omicron or Om- Omnicron? I'm not sure. So anyway, uh, it's either being spelled O-M-I-cron or O-M-N-I-cron. So it could be Omicron or Omicron. But anyway, but it's, it is not Unicron, a lot of people are getting it mixed up with Unicron, which is the evil antagonist in the movie Transformers. Uh, yeah, it's not that. It's not that at all. But it sounds really familiar or similar. Why don't, why don't we just say that? So what's up with this variant? Now, here's what we know. Apparently, the spike protein on this variant has mutated uh, not for the better. Uh, there's about 30 mutation spots on this, uh, I guess, on this uh, COVID sp- this COVID, uh, COVID virus now, and uh, it, it, with, it, with the COVID spikes looking a lot different, uh, common sense tells you that more than likely the vaccines that we took uh, are not going to be effective at stopping it, um, and that if maybe if you were, pre- were, pre- were previously infected and have, and have antibodies, uh, you may actually have stronger resistance to, to this variant. Um, on top of that, 
Uh, this It looks as though the spikes have mutated to be, uh, I guess, mutated in a way to make uh, this variant of COVID highly, highly contagious. That's the bad news. Now, the good news is that right now, it really seems as though uh, Omicron or is following, well, I guess it's because they call it Omicron, uh, Omicron is following the same path uh, of Delta. Now, when Delta, when, when Delta mutated from Alpha and Beta and all, the other, and all the other variants, it got a lot weaker. Now, it got a lot more contagious, but it got a lot weaker. Um, hospitals were being filled, but not, they weren't being filled with people who were, I guess, going to die from COVID. Now, apparently, uh, so far, the data that is coming out now or from the articles that I read that are being re- released in South Africa, uh, those who are um, sick with COVID, with this Omicron, most of them, the, a vast majority of them are actually asymptomatic. They had no idea they were actually sick. The worst symptom that they had was a mild cough. That's it. There were no major respiratory problems associated with Omicron. Um, it, they just looked as though some people had a mild cough or a slight runny nose. So what is that exactly? It looks as though Omicron may actually be a very strong a variant of the common day code. It may have evolved itself, I guess, to, into a common code. Now, if that's true, if that's true, that's very good news because what does that mean? Now, it, it, what it means is that we can actually spread herd immunity very quickly around the world uh, and uh, we won't be dying from it. So just imagine this. If all of us got infected with Omicron, we wouldn't need to take any type of vaccine or any type of booster shot out there. And if, and if these COVID spikes have actually mutated and, and uh, for the better, that, that means the antibodies that they're going to create are going to fit future variants a lot better. Because again, you know, these, uh, these mutation areas, it uh, looks as though it's, it's on its end. Now, we, we're not sure if that will happen. The data is still coming in. We have to follow it. And, uh, and that's really it. Now, what's the worst case scenario? If this thing is actually more deadly and more contagious, we are in trouble, people. We are really, really in trouble. <laughs> Here's the really interesting that I find out. That... Right before Omicron comes out, uh, Fauci and everyone out there, they're pushing the booster shots. Now, I didn't get my booster shot. I don't think I will. Now, Omicron comes out, and Moderna and Pfizer are saying, well, they believe in about 100 days they can actually uh, tweak their mRNA vaccine and make it so it can, I guess, battle Omicron very, very effectively. Now, here's the catch-22 with it. Those who took the booster shot just recently more than likely won't be able, to be able to take the booster shot for the Omicron virus. So those of you who, because again, it would be too, the, the, the dosage would be a little too close for people's comfort, even, even for Moderna's and Pfizer's, Pfizer's comfort. So the, for those of you who took the booster shot just recently, you may not be able to take the booster shot that may help you fight Omicron. Isn't that strange? Now, that's not written into stone yet. I've heard that. I've heard that on YouTube. I've read, um, I've heard, I read it on YouTube. I mean, I've heard it on YouTube from, from some very reputable doctors and also read it. But we're still not sure. We're 100% not sure about this. So that's all we know about Omicron. Uh, 
The scary thing about it is that politicians, and including <laughs> the political hack called Dr. Fauci, he's out there saying that, well, we have to do anything to actually, all things are on the table when it comes to fighting Omicron. Really? Uh, all things, including full-on lockdowns like we did before? Yes. To him, yes. Even though lockdowns never worked. I find that really disturbing. I find that more disturbing than, than actual COVID. You know, COVID's done more damage to my business, uh, I guess. I mean, Fauci has done more damage to my business than actual, actually COVID has. You know, we cannot lock down again. If we lock down again, that's it. That's completely it for our entire like, economy. You know, we can't do anything more. I don't know what to say. Now, here's the really other interesting thing. Uh, so what happened right after Omicron, uh, I guess, made it, I guess, reared its ugly head? Well, Fauci, all of a sudden, he said that starting on Monday or on, on December 1st, whenever that is, that's not on Monday, that today is Monday, uh, starting on, on December 1st, they're going to start imposing travel restrictions on South Africa. Why can't they impose you know, travel, travel restrictions immediately? That's what I'm wondering. And why is it, why are travel restrictions no longer racist? And, oh, is, it, is that because we're fighting a pandemic? Do you remember when Joe Biden called Trump's, uh, I guess, lockdowns racist? Not lockdowns, but the, the travel restrictions racist? <laughs> I guess the, the grass is always greener on the other side, or maybe the grass is, is a little more insane on the other side. I'm not sure how you want to say it. But why don't we just say that they're hypocrites? Flat out hypocrites. Not a good new. It's not good to be. It's not good to be in a world with a pandemic and an idiot at the helm. Why don't we just say that, right? And when I say idiot, I mean the entire staff, the whole entire Biden administration, which does include Fauci. All right. So what else do we know about? Uh, I guess Omicron or Omicron, however they want to spell it. They do think it w- it came from someone who had HIV and someone who did not take their vaccine. Uh, now, I'm not sure how they can figure it out that those who don't take their vaccine, that these viruses end up mutating inside those who are unvaccinated vaccinated, when those who are vaccinated you know, can get infected. I'm not sure how they can come up with that, come up with that kind of conclusion. But they do think that someone, whoever, whoever actually... Um, I guess this incubated this entire um, COVID virus who sparked its, uh, I guess, um, uh, sudden evolution, that person more than likely had AIDS, uh, more than likely uh, accumulated a lot of this virus inside of them somehow, and, uh, and then allowed this virus to eventually, I guess their immune system, because it wasn't functioning properly, uh, created a new virus uh, as a result. Now, how much of that is true? How much of that is storytelling? I don't know. I'm just reading you the conclusion. Uh, and I think, I think it may be true, but who knows? Um, right now, they can't really explain it on why they think that. And that's basically it. Now, you know, uh, regarding the vaccines, are they going to be effective? The vaccines that we took effective against Omicron? I would say more than likely not, because not only um, is our vaccine, I guess, uh, vaccine effectiveness, uh, I guess it does wane over time, 
But at the same time, the antibodies that we are, are generating are, are made for a different variant, a variant that no longer exists. So if you are planning to, to uh, I, I think, get the booster shot, I think you should hold off right now. You, I think you should talk to your doctor and ask him, well, if I take the booster shot now, would I be able to take a fourth shot um, of another mRNA vaccine to, that would be able to fight Omicron? And uh, I'm not sure what the answer would be. All right, people. Well, that's it for my podcast today. It's been a little on the slow side, right? A little, little bit on the, uh, So I have nothing to really talk about other than COVID and turkeys. Hopefully, the rest of the week will be a little more exciting. I will catch you all around. And I am out of here. All right, everyone. That's it for today. I had fun podcasting. If you like what you hear, please share my podcast. If you can't find me, look on your favorite podcast platform and look for BBQ2 Movies. That's BBQ T.O. Movies. Yeah, the T.O. is not the number two, by the way. It is T.O., like Terrell Owens. So that's BBQ2 Movies. Catch you around.